my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zhou. And I'm Roger Berman. And you're listening to Works, works for, for us, us, where we talk to people about what works for them in their relationships and, of course, what doesn't. Okay, so we're back finally back. I'm sure I'm not the only one feeling this way, but this time of year is just completely insane. I think for everybody. Um, I sometimes actually get the September scaries. <laughs> September. How old are you? I just do because I know what it means. I just know how hard life is going to hit once, you know, after Labor Day comes. Um, September, because of fashion month, has always historically been, for me, the most insane, intense time. And with so much going on, we thought this week would give everyone a little life update as we reset and get back to our usual, whatever usual is, routine. In fashion, the biggest magazine issues always come out in September because it's the beginning of the fashion year. So this is technically our September issue. Hey, Ray. Yeah. I'm not so sure everyone in the world... Um, has their life clock to the fashion calendar. So well, we do, why, well, and you have no, but like, why is it even like, what do you mean the start of the fashion season? Like what, what is, what is fashion month? Well, I mean, okay. So basically <laughs> it's interesting because it means different things in the U S than it does in Europe, because in Europe, <laughs> they literally just peace out for, all of August, they shut down, the showroom shut down. And I have to say deservedly so, because I think although people may not completely see it, 
designers work so unbelievably hard and basically they take off for August in Europe and then they go into preparing for their fashion shows. So what fashion month means is that um, basically after Labor Day, fashion month season starts. And what that means is that it started off as a week or 10 days of New York Fashion Week into a smaller, shorter um, London Fashion Week, which now over the last five, 10 years has gotten much bigger, which then goes into a week in Milan and then ends with the final show week in Paris. So all in, it's roughly a month. But what people may or may not know is that fashion editors, um, the, the most well-known, of course, Anna Wintour, but her entire team and the team at all these magazines travel to all of these places and go to fashion shows. And it's a full month. And most people get the flu. You get the fashion flu. Everybody gets sick. Everybody's tired. The models are exhausted. It's, it's, it's glamorous and amazing and the most incredible experience, but it's also a lot of work and very intense. So our life, my life, therefore your life, has been very much governed and scheduled around Fashion Week and the beginning of it. Which also, for all of our listeners, is also occurring in February of year during our anniversary. Um, the worst time to get married if you're in the fashion industry or entertainment industry, by the way. For sure. But also what is pretty interesting is what I think most people think about um, like fashion weeks. You know, I'm sure everyone's seeing, you know, the runway from Paris and whatnot is that that's sort of like the cons the consumer or the people looking at the show. But what's really happening also is there's the editors obviously writing about what they're seeing. But more importantly, it's actually supposed to be a market where um, stores are buying the merchandise for the future seasons. So it's really almost it's really more of a business to business activity where businesses get together and decide on uh, what they're buying. So a little but history. The other thing I should say is that there's a million events and parties and launches and, you know, so you're going to shows by day into the night. The last show is usually around 8 p.m., which then goes into some kind of dinner or some kind of, you know, PR public relations event for a specific brand. So it's a time of you know, working hard by day and also playing very hard at night for some. And way back when, before Skylar and Caius were born, Rach and I used to go directly from the Hamptons right into New York City. Um, I think we used to get our clothes shipped, I think, from L.A. And uh, yeah, spend like 10 days in New York and then sometimes go on, you know, to London or, or the other cities. But when, that was when, then when we didn't have children or now a puppy. Right. But I think two, well, two things. A, we obviously have a family. So it's a little um, less, um, not appropriate, but just harder for us to do, obviously. Well, as, we also knew, babe, remember when we had Sky, we knew that our time was limited as to how much longer we could go from our summer into fashion month because we knew once he was in like kindergarten you know, that we would have to come back for first day of school and all yeah. that. But the good news, if there is good news, is I would say that fashion week, weeks around the world, I would say they've taken on significantly less, sig significantly less significance. That was a terrible 
um, grammar, but you know, I'm going to go with it. You know what I'm talking about. But the point is, is it's not as two things have happened. You know, I, a lot of people don't show a lot of people show on their own schedule. A lot of people show in on, in, other, on Instagram or on, on other places and other venues that they just feel would be more fun, more appropriate for their collection at a time when they feel is the best for them. So I think the whole, I think there are people that are kind of holding on to that. We travel around the world and, you know, for a month and leave our families and get sick. You know, like, I think that there's probably a smaller percentage of people that want to continue. Um, I just think because of modern technology and social yeah, media, make any you sense. don't have to physically be there anymore. But I will say that Raj and I went to Couture just before COVID and it was awesome. And like, just like being there in person, right next to the clothes, right on the runway, like that. Re and, and listen, for me, like going backstage and seeing the designers that I've known my whole career and, you know, and just kind of being in it, there is definitely an experiential difference. No, no, I agree. You know, I, in that, for I sure. Agree, but I, in, in many ways, I'd rather do it on, on our own time. I mean, you go there, I would, I, I, Personally, it's funny. I I would go to Couture just for exactly what you said because it's beautiful and yeah. it's fun and you know. But I don't necessarily want to go there because I have to or because you know there's work to be done. Can I tell a little funny story really quick? Oh, two second story, honey. I mean, when considering I, this is so our when, show. So sure, when Roger was in, so when Roger was an investment banker and living his pretty boring life, and he used to duck out and come to fashion shows with me. The first time I took him to Couture, he was so blown away. He couldn't recover from like the the um, the show itself, the presentation, the the whole thing. He just like lost his mind. And then shortly after that, we went to Ready to Wear again that September. <laughs> he was at the shows and he goes, babe, no offense, but like, this is really just nothing compared to what we saw in July. He's like, I mean, that was like artwork. He's like, I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. And I was like, can you make those pants? He's like, no. I was like, then don't say another word. And he's like, right. But I do think that if anyone can have the chance even now just to look at Couture online and you've never watched the Couture shows, watch the videos. It's so extraordinary and so worth it. And it's like um it's like a bone chilling experience hey, Rach, to watch. For your listeners, who would some who would you think some of the shows that they should check out? The Couture shows that might have just happened or happened Dior, that, you, that you think they should Dior, go check out? Valentino, Pierre Pierre Paolo, um, is is literally just one of the most brilliant designers of our time. He took over uh, the Valentino label several years ago. Maria Grazia Cherry does uh, Dior Couture. She's extraordinary. Jean-Baptiste Valley, very dear friend and one of the most brilliant designers. That's amazing. Um, there's so much talent um, out there right now. And I think, I think if you can, if you can see couture shows online it's so worth it. it it'll take 10 minutes and it's just beautiful whether you're into fashion or not i strongly recommend it all right then a little fashion flashback here so rach now we are back in la we <laughs> clearly didn't go to quote unquote fashion week but i'm feeling like we're busier than ever um almost in a different sort of family fashion week. I don't know how you explain this, uh, what we're experiencing right now, but the summer was um, pretty busy as we- We took no days off. Yeah, as we might've mentioned, we really didn't have many days off. Um, I think people use that expression for exercising. They'd go, no days off, no days off, right? 
I use it for work. <laughs> no days well, off. I think I think it's both. Um, I don't work out, so I don't know. I just I've only seen it referencing exercise. I, I'll have to give you an encyclopedia of gym jargon. Oh. Um, in any event, I guess what I'm saying is now we're back here. Um, we're not doing the fashion thing, but we're like doing I mean, the business. Speak bis- for yourself. We're doing, I'm like, doing the fashion. Well, we're thing. doing like the business. We're doing like the kid. We're doing like we're doing a lot. Why don't we I bring like, everyone up to speed? What what the hell are we doing? I feel like I haven't worked this hard since 2009. Just saying. <laughs> this is the craziest. I'm, I, feel like, I feel like I'm doing fashion. I feel like I'm doing styling, which I technically retired from, although I'm kind of back in it. Um, we've now launched- come back because w- w- I never left. Recently become a venture capitalist, which I'm completely obsessed with. Phase 220 of my career. And, um, and of course, running and continuing to build Curator and being, you know, my chief creator well, self. Well, Rach, you know, I'm really excited to be back in LA because um, we got to start getting you back in the office. Uh, what are you, what, how are you feeling about that? You ready to rock and roll and uh, spend some indoor time in our lovely office? I'm in my office. Well, this is our house, Rachel. Um, I've always worked from home. I don't know about you. You've always worked in an office. I've worked from home since I was 25. Actually, 20. Yeah, 25. So you're not going to grace us with your presence? Of course I will. I I will adhere to the CDC guidelines of working from home or not. Well, it's fancy you should say that, but we're reopening our office October 5th. Get ready. It's going to be amazing, of course. Anyway, one of the biggest differences in Roger and I is that he's always loved to work in an office because he likes the separation. And I have never liked to work in an office because I've worked for myself in my house, in my garage, in my studio since I was 25. And I actually function way better that way. However, I do believe that when there are certain things that need to be done that surrounding yourself with your team, which I still continue to do, is extremely important. However, that gets done. So, um, anyway, but I do think that life for us is just different now. I just think everything is different. We have to be hands-on with the back to school. We have to still continue to run our company very diligently and hands-on. I think we're both pretty admitted workaholics of the worst kind. I'm more productive at home because I don't need a million people around me to be able to do my business. You know, you're just antisocial. Okay. And by the way, you, <laughs> I, I by the way, being an introvert is not something I'm ashamed of. And oh, by the way, not that it matters, but I do think that being in an office, like the ability to not have to like get on the phone, wait for everyone to get on the phone, do all that crap, and just the ability to walk over to someone and get a quick answer, I think really speeds up the whole thing. I will say that even before COVID, um, we, for those of you who don't know, whatever, we got a new office. Uh, that we haven't moved into yet because COVID happened. So that was really great. We signed our lease uh, two weeks before COVID. Good timing. But anywho, now that we're returning to the office, we always had the intention when we got this new space to only come into the office Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday because we thought, A, way better for the environment, a little bit less commuting time for all these LA people. And also just the fact that it's a very constructive use of your time if you're an adult, which we hope all of our employees are, you know, just to be able to manage their Mondays and Fridays um, and set up the rest of the week. Rachel, are you snoring during our show? <sighs> Rachel, so, whoa, whoa. Goldie was like, whoa, there's a horse in our... Uh, literally fell asleep. 
Why? Because that was really boring. Oh, I'm sorry. Anytime we actually have to run our business, it's boring. Anytime that Rachel just like I just think you're talking about anytime like Rachel nonsensical just says things. dumb stuff, it's like exciting and dramatic and exhilarating. It's fall now, one of my absolute favorite seasons. It's a time for snuggling up and getting really cozy. And if you're looking for new shoes, I'm telling you the coziest shoes you can find are Rothy's. Rothy's surveyed thousands of customers and the number one word used to describe their shoes is comfortable. Their seamless design creates such an easy, comfortable fit that you won't want to take them off. They have adorable flats, loafers, and sneakers, and all of them are totally machine washable. And Rothy's, by the way, are not just for women anymore. Their men's sneakers and loafers are so stylish, and they're one of the only things in Roger's wardrobe that I actually approve of. I also love the fun colors and prints that Rothy's has in their collection. You know I love animal prints, and they have such chic designs available. And if all that wasn't enough, they are also sustainable and made from recycled plastic water bottles. How incredible is that? I am so obsessed with Rothy's from my very first pair. Anyway, you'll definitely be grateful for having a pair of Rothy's chic flats, loafers, or sneakers in your life. My whole family wears Rothy's. To help you welcome the fall season in style, Rothy's is doing something very special. That's right. They gave us the chance to share this super rare opportunity with only our listeners for a limited time. Right now, you can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash Zoe. That's Rothy's, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash Zoe, Z-O-E. Head to rothys.com slash Zoe to find your new favorites today. People say you shouldn't sweat the small stuff, but in my line of work, it's literally my job to make sure every little detail is just right. When it comes to styling, details are truly everything. From the embellishment on the garments I'm dressing clients in to making sure I notice every loose thread or imperfection, my career lives and dies on all the little details. That's why I truly appreciate Bowl and Branch Sheets. Bowl and Branch was started by a husband and wife team who wanted to create a textile company that cared about the details that would make their products last. And I can tell you from personal experience, these sheets are the highest quality around. They're actually intentionally designed and manufactured for maximum durability while still feeling like a cloud. Once I switched to using their best-selling, beautifully crafted signature sheets, I could actually feel the difference immediately. Roger and I like to think of our bedroom as kind of like a sanctuary, and using bowl and branch sheets has truly taken our little oasis to another level. They feel so buttery soft on my skin, and they just seem to get softer and softer as time goes on, even after multiple washes. And for somebody who sleeps hot like Roger, the breathable lightness of bowl and branch sheets makes a world of difference. Trust me, these sheets are the upgrade you have been looking for. To experience an entirely new standard of comfort, visit bowlandbranch.com. Get 15% off your first set of sheets with promo code ZOE. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com, promo code ZOE, Z-O-E. For those anxious about going back to an office, I really think now more than ever, the sort of leaders of the companies are just so understanding 
of people's comfort level because the reality of it is the pandemic is still very strong. Thankfully in LA right now, as of like today, we're one of the lowest numbers in the US, which is great. Um, But I do think that it is a legitimate fear and one that I definitely relate to. As I said, I'm, I've realized even more so during COVID. I mean, I'm definitely an introvert and that's okay. Um, Roger needs to be around people. He, he's like a child. He literally needs to be around people all the time. But I think to each his own. And I think that for people that have anxiety, I think that's okay. And I actually think that's why the sort of tiptoe back in of the three days a week versus five really gives people that opportunity to sort of like baby step back in. Do you think the ladies are excited to get back into the office and like wear new clothes? No, I think that people are going to be, I think people are going to wear what they're comfortable. And we've always had a very chill um, work environment. There's never been dress code. There's never, you know, I think people expect that I'm have these expectations of what people should wear to the office. And I actually really don't. I think that if you do have external meetings, then you should dress appropriately. But I think, I, I think that now more than ever, it's about what people are comfortable in and, you know, I don't think skin should be showing during working hours, if you know what I mean. But I do think that people are kind of, I mean, honestly, I think people, at least it would appear in the next, I don't know, three to six months, I would say that there's a dramatic, there's a, there's a lot of people that are going to kind of not re-enter the workforce, but re-enter the physical workforce in some way and physical restaurants and physical sporting events that's happening a lot now. So, Which I can't actually believe. You, that really blew me away last week. People like millions of people at a football game. That was for whatever reason that really freaked me out. Well, it is what it, you know, they're doing what they're doing. So anyway, the, but the point is, is like, don't you think people are like their bodies have all changed? Do you think people are going to like be going shopping and like wearing new stuff? I yes, don't know. But I yes, but I don't way. think it's going to be dressed up yet. I, no, I not think- dressed up, but like new i don't know i just feel like everyone like I don't know. everyone's clothes are like two years old people aren't feeling fiscally comfortable right now a lot of people are very conservative right now and quite frankly it was really funny i've been wearing all these like new gowns to these things we've been going to and everybody's like what is that what is my team and i'm like bought it over covid or like bought it before covid and just took the tags off so i do think people that shopped pre-covid probably haven't gone anywhere or done anything and like everything is like new you know so I don't know. I think people are going to dress to feel whatever makes them feel like their best selves rather than outside their comfort zone, to be honest. Yeah, very comfortable dressing. You know, I know you're more casual even than before. I actually had to fix sure. your like Zoom dressing. It was so bad. Yeah. Again, we live in LA, so getting dressed up is really a fool's errand because people, the more dressed up you are, is like people just look at you like, why are you dressed up? Like you're up? desperate. Like, why are you desperate? Why are you dressed up? It really is true. Like, if I showed up to my office in a suit, oh my people God. would literally laugh at us. The only people who wear suits here are lawyers and agents. But even even the agents and the lawyers are less and less and less. But Less, it, but, but yes. Yeah. But still so, in a suit and tie. But so what I'm saying is I've always been... I think always leaning towards casual, especially out here. I would say the difference for me is that like, I'm also again, comfort casual, you know? So like now I'm also can we putting make it chic comfort casual for well, you, honey. We can, we could try. Um, but comfort is, is, is paramount. And I don't know if what was really interesting is going back to that thing where you wore some gowns, you know, I've put on a suit or two lately and 
you know, it feels really good to get dressed up. And, and none of your suits fit to, you. Well, thank God they're all too big on me. <laughs> but um, but yeah. It's, I know you can't see Roger, but he's shrunk in COVID. I know you can't see Roger. Just picture probably one of the most handsome men you've ever seen with a body like Adonis, six pack. And, you know, you could tell my voice is awesome because I speak to you every week. And um, yeah, that's about it. So this whole back to school thing. So my biggest fear, Rachel, is like, do you think the kids... Well, don't forget our kids, friends. but our kids, like Caius just, is so little, like hold this, on. you know how to make friends. Here's the thing. We actually did a homeschool last year. We actually took our kids out of school and did a homeschool program with them, which I used to think that parents were insane for doing. Cause I have a lot of friends that homeschool their kids and I always thought they should get checked, but, um, there was something really awesome about it. And I secretly or not so secretly, cause I'm sharing it with you really miss it. Um, but some kids went back to school last spring and ours did not. And so them rolling into school about 10 days ago, I know it's weird. Like I had a separation anxiety, but I think, um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's weird. They're all in masks, you know? I mean, I don't know if I'm a kid. I think it bothers the parents more than it bothers the kids. Definitely. The kids are fine with it. But it's weird. Like when I look at them all, like pick up and drop out, they're all just in mass. They're running around outside in mass. I mean, it's just like, it's crazy. But it's definitely back to school definitely looks different this year. But I think more than ever, we have to, I think the older the kids get, the more involved, you know, you have to be. And, you know, I've found that our kids need us in a, in a different way now, you know, just like more and more, you, they almost need like, it's, it's like they need a, to relearn how to go back to school. Yeah, but I think they also, it's almost like, um, it's like a sounding board. It's like, it's like they're using us as like a check. Like, mom, did I do this right? Or mom, do you think this is how, you know, because they are kind of relearning the process of school, you know? Yeah. I would imagine there's a lot of socialization issues for a lot of kids out there kind of reacclimating um, to what it's like to be around kids. Yeah. I think as parents, certainly for me, less for Roger, but... I have like a crazy attachment to my kid. Like I'm already doing like a, a, a slow build to the summer when Skylar has begged me to go to sleepaway camp for a few weeks. But I think, um, I think you have to play it really cool because I think the more they see that you're struggling, the more they feel it and it, it like intensifies. Whereas I think if you sort of, I don't want to say trivialize it, but if you're, if you sort of make light of it, like, oh my God, it's only a few hours and I'm so excited to see you after we're going to do all these fun things and like, da, 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 da. And the, you know, I think you almost have to like skim over it a little bit. Cause the more deep you go with it, the more as, as a kid who was so attached and so homesick, the more my parents talked to me deeply about it, the more it actually intensified where if you almost just like make it part of like what life is. Now you go to school and then afterwards I'm going to pick you up and we're going to get ice cream and we're going to do homework. It's going to be fun. We're going to read together. And, you know, I think, I think that helps. Babe, what do you have to say? Um, what do I have to say? I say that kids should go to school and parents should not. The fact that they're gone all day is a wonderful thing. Um, I encourage them to do after school activities as well. So we sign them up for some of that. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, I don't know. I, I think the question. But you can't relate to kids that no, are but attached, I think that, honey. 
Well, that's the thing. I think the question really is that, like you gave it from your point of view, like you were the attached one. And like, but that's because I was an attached kid. So I understand, how you deal with an attached child just because you like yeah, walked out the door and didn't care. And yeah, was like, like I see in a year. I wasn't an attached kid. So, you and you're know, not an attached parent. No. Either. And so, you know, may, well, maybe you get it from your parents a little or your, or your young, your younger self, if you will. But like, for me, I think, yeah, you got it. You know, the first, the first thing with the, with, again, the kid doesn't want to go yet. You know, they're upset, but like at some point, like life's not fair and you got to do it. Like school is, it's like. It's it's not a negotiable but thing. But that doesn't stop it from happening. So open your heart to children that cry from the minute their mother leaves. To no, I understand that you and you obviously can't be insensitive, but at the end of the day, I also believe that you know, you can't necessarily give a voice to it because if you give a voice to something that's not happening, then there's a thought on that little person's behalf that maybe they don't have to go to school if they cry hard enough or whatever. And the reality is if you legislate down the law, Wait, like, do it you ain't mean happening. How, do you mean how my mom picked me up from school for like three out of five days a week in second grade? Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, because and then you would call again so she would do it again. I mean the I reality had a stomach is stomach ache. But if yeah, right. The reality is is you probably ate an eraser on purpose just so you can get called out of school no, you I little just baby. Had a psychological stomach ache. Yep, psychosomatic. <laughs> In any event, but I, 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 I do believe, and this is maybe where we differ a little in parenting that, you know, you should be compassionate to your kids, but at the same time, you shouldn't give them that opportunity to go on longer than they should about the inevitable. I agree with that at a certain age. So, well, I agree with that at a certain age. So I think while embell- they're little, don't, em- don't, you know, what is it? Enable or embellish? Well, not enable, embellish, enable really. Um, the behavior, you know, if you could, if you could prevent it, you know, kids cry. I used to cry all the time. You stop crying at some Did point. Did you though? No, like not you really. Didn't. No, I didn't really. Cause I was awesome. Eating healthy, delicious food has always been very important to me. And as a mom raising two very quickly growing boys, it's become even more important. That's why I'm such a huge fan of Green Chef. Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. I'm telling you, they make eating well so easy and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier, there's a range of recipes to suit any diet or preference. Ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped, so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. I do love making food for my boys, but that doesn't mean I have all the time in the world to do it. Green Chef has helped me stay consistent about preparing healthy meals without taking over my schedule. And the best thing is, they have dishes that my entire family enjoys. My boys really like the beef cavatappi skillet, which is this cheesy pasta that still has the protein and veggies that they really need. And they also have this delicious blackened barramundi with Dijonais that Roger and I both absolutely love. And the menu changes so frequently that we actually never get bored. There's over 30 meal choices every week and Green Chef's expert chefs curate every recipe so you can enjoy restaurant quality meals in the comfort of your own home. If you want to create new and nutritious recipes each week that are perfect for you and the whole family, I'd suggest signing up for Green Chef today. Go to greenchef.com slash zo100 and use code zo100, Z-O-E, 
100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. Yes, you heard me right. That's greenchef.com slash so 100. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. So I'm a person who actually enjoys shopping, but I know that it can be daunting to choose between a ton of fabulous options. To make it a little bit easier, I tend to look for the pieces that have that little extra something that make them truly special. In fact, I'm always looking for that extra something, even when I'm not shopping. And that's why I choose to drink Fizzy. As the first hard seltzer with antioxidant vitamin C, Fizzy brings something unique and delicious to the table. There are plenty of hard seltzers to choose from, but with eight bold and delicious dual fruit flavors and antioxidant vitamin C extracted from acerola cherry, which by the way, has more than 30 times more vitamin C per cup than an orange. Fizzy makes the choice a little easier and a lot tastier. Fizzy flavors include pineapple mango, black cherry lime, strawberry kiwi, blueberry pomegranate, papaya passion fruit, watermelon strawberry, blackberry lemon, and raspberry tangerine. My new favorite is the blackberry lemon, which feels like an elevated hard seltzer choice for fall. And Vizzy also recently launched their own lemonade hard seltzer, which includes flavors like watermelon, peach, raspberry, and strawberry. Seriously, every Vizzy flavor is so delicious, you'll want to try them all. It never hurts to add a little vitamin C into the mix, so why not upgrade your hard seltzer to Vizzy? It's definitely the option that has that extra something special that you've been looking for. To find out where you can purchase Vizzy, go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash Zoe. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash Zoe. You must be 21 to enjoy Vizzy. Both of our children were very, were very blessed. They're, they are, they're, they're very intelligent kids. They're very old soul kids. Um, they can both hold their own with kids of any age or adults of literally any age. Um, Caius built, beat my dad in chess a couple weeks ago. And my dad was very humbled by the fact that he got his butt kicked from a seven-year-old. Um, however, I do think that they're very equal in a lot of ways because Skylar is very life sophisticated. He's very, um, he can kind of roll anywhere and talk to anybody. He's very street smart and savvy. Um, and Caius is sort of like this kind of mad scientist <laughs> a little bit trapped in this like seven-year-old silly kid body. And so Caius is this weird dichotomy of like, part silly kid and part kind of rocket scientist. So he, thankfully, I think that's actually why they get along really well is because I think intellectually they are somewhat, they can be on the same level with each other yeah. for different things because most of Skylar's friends with siblings, the same age difference don't get along very well. And I've tried to figure out why they get along. And I think one of the reasons is because Caius Skylar can really find a friend in Caius because he can really relate to him and talk to him like he's on the same level. And so I think that's really helped. I don't think they do play like math games and they like teach each other things, but I actually think that they're both better or stronger in different things. And so I don't, that said, I don't think Skylar will play chess because I think he's scared to lose. 
Yeah. I actually think he's avoiding it because he thinks he's going to yeah, get his butt Skyler kicked, right? Skyler is definitely more competitive than the two. But you I think, think so? Well, I don't actually, know if he is. He's not competitive. Roger and I are not true. competitive. Not and I think our kids are not because we, they keep asking us about sports. Like all these different moms are like, are they going to do sports? And I are like, well, they are, we signed them up. They are, but it's like, I think they do it for fun rather than like, yeah. have you ever heard Skylar be like, daddy, we've got to win this game this today. Like he doesn't, he's in it for the fun. Yeah. No, honestly. he's in for the socialization, you know, but I also think it has a lot to do with birth order. You know, I think that, Caius, his personality, if he was the older one and Skylar, because Skylar, hello, Skylar's needs attention. You know, he is Mr. Attention Needer. So if he was the younger one that needed the attention and Caius was the older one who kind of could be in his own Caius world, I think it would be much harder. But because Kai, you know, because Skylar is always, he really wants a buddy around all the time. He's willing to take his brother as his buddy if that makes sense. I think as two young boys living in LA, coming out of a pandemic, you know, Skylar didn't see an electronic until he was like eight or nine. Forget like YouTube or any of these other like Minecraft, Roblox, all that stuff, right? And I think that us, like so many parents who were so against all of that um, caved in the pandemic because it was how boys, mostly boys I found socialized was through playing games with each other um, on Zoom and FaceTime, whatever. Um, that said, now that we're back into a more normal life, it's killing my soul that I'm fighting against an iPad and that that's the thing that's kind of lurking. So what I found the other day was that I found myself going, Nobody touches an iPad or anything until homework is done. And what will happen over time, because I remember being a teen and a tween and all that, and the only thing that was an incentive or a punishment was removing my phone. And so I know that, especially for Skylar, removing an ability to socialize is the thing. So I less about incentivize to like give them something rather than if you don't keep up your schoolwork, your grades and, and stay a good kid and good student, you lose the thing you care about most because that's the only kind of thing unless there's something that they're dying for that it's like this happens if you know, this happens if, right? Like if you, yeah. at the end of the semester, if you, this, 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 because Roger and I, we have done that. Like when we've gotten great reports from their teachers in the past, we we would like take them to the toy store, like pick something out. We're so proud of you or like- But I think that's a different- I It's think a lot it, of verbal praise to I be think honest. Also, and I, oh, right. I think that at the end of the day, what you, again- know, Our kids don't need I know, anything. I know what people, I know people do do this and again- it's not like I've thought about it that much, but it's something I probably wouldn't do. But, you know, there are people that are really like, oh, for every A you bring home, right. you'll get $100. Yep. For every B. Not doing that. I'm not doing that. No way. And no we never way. talked about this, but, but you know, for me, going to school and getting good grades is like table stakes. That's your only job right we now. We say that all the time. Yeah, their only job as kids is to be nice, don't get in trouble at school. And get decent grades. I'm not asking them if they bring home straight A's, you know, as long as they're trying hard. You know, 
I'm we're not, pretty chill. Yeah, we're very way. chill. But I, but until I'm, we're not, though. until we're not. But I think that at the end of the day, that's you know, I I see no reason nor would I encourage paying my kid to go to no way. school. No and that's way. ultimately what you're doing when you're giving them like, I guess you could say, well, when you go get a job, it teaches them that good job performance, get more money. But like, I don't know. I just think it's too young for kids to be well, thinking that way and the, and the stress and the pressure. It's also not, it's, that's, that's not a good, look, I think to your point, I'm going to use my sister as an example, as a single mother, okay, who every single dollar she made for the last 15 years went to put her kids in an amazing school, a private school because they're both very academic kids and she wanted them to be in a challenging environment. And because of that, without any incentive, her kids literally straight A students, both of them. And I asked them once, like, why do you do so well? Like I was just definitely never that motivated student and I remember Luke saying, my mom has worked so hard to keep me here. The least I could do is like my part, you know, and, and get good grades. And I think what Roger and I have always said, at least to Skylar, because Kai is obviously still a little young. We said to Sky, Sky, your life is going to go really well for you if you stay a great kid, be a good person, have empathy and do your schoolwork, be a good, be a good student. And that's it. Cause we're like, that's all we ask of you. Right. So I think like over incentivizing and kids giving their kids money for A's. I mean, to me, that's not really setting a great um, example. Well, I also think that it's, again, right now with the world, the way it is, is if you just say academic you know, is the only excellence is the only measure of someone's success or someone's ability to function in this world. And I think you're obviously wrong. And I think a lot of people talk about emotional IQ and, you know, emotional IQ is just not, you know, not necessarily academics. It's just being able to navigate the world around you. And I think what Rach and I are striving to do is give our, give our kids, you know, exposure, experience, compassion, all the things that, you know, turn into making them great kids. You know, if you told me I had a great kid, but they had to be average, like amazing, don't care. You know, literally don't care. I'd be thrilled. You know, so but for don't me, tell our kids that. Well, again, but great kid. You know, what does that mean? It means they have. You know, they they they're they're happy. You know, uh, honestly, that that's the most important thing. That the kid's happy, obviously, and then they're doing their part. And if they get a B and they're happy and whatever, then then that's what they're doing their part, in my opinion. Okay, so it's funny because in our last school. Um, in our first school, it's very funny because there was no uniform and it made me crazy because I actually think, listen, it, to each his own, I think there's an argument for both sides, right? I mean, a style is a form of self-expression and I'm all for it, but I really do strongly believe when I think about the stressors of my young academic life, if funny enough, was little to do with school and more to do with oh my God, what am I wearing? And did I wear this already this week? And um, so-and-so is not going to like this. And there was so much mean girl stuff and judgment and all that kind of stuff. So I actually really wished for my kids that they had uniform because I actually think uniform, not to use, not to be so literal, but like uni, it really unifies everybody. And in my opinion, really... Um, it, it creates a lack of judgment for on on each other. You can't 
make fun of a kid in a uniform if you're wearing a uniform. You can't, I think it takes away so much of the mean judgment that kids are prone to make in school. They just are. Every school has it. I've never heard of one that doesn't. Boys do it. Girls do it. It's, it's, it's a thing. I was a victim of it. And, you know, I really, I, I really wanted my kids to be in a place where there was no judgment, at least on like the superficial in terms of like, you know, what you were wearing. And I actually dreamed of them having a uniform. So we've now been almost two weeks into them wearing a uniform and I'm literally like, oh, should they wear a light blue shirt or a white shirt or a navy shirt? And should they wear khaki shorts or navy shorts? And honestly, it's life-changing. It's life-changing for me. And, you know, I think it's really funny because I think most people are shocked that I think there should be uniform in schools. And I, I just think, I don't know. I just think there's no socioeconomic divide. I just think it eliminates so much of the things that kids have to deal with in school on top of the academics, you know? So personally, I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. My advice for moms dressing their kids every day, I think if they're uniform, um, if uniform, if it's a uniform school, I think, you know, listen, mix and match, make it as fun as you can. There's ways to make uniform your own, especially for the girls, you know, with their little like dresses and the skirts and the socks. And, you know, I, I think like the way you wear your shirt, as long as it's to code and whatever. But I think, you know, there's ways to still have individuality within a uniform. Um, so I think that's fun. And then I think if it's a non-uniform school, I think, you know, in all fairness, like stay away from things that have labels and things like that, because I just, I just think you have to think about all the kids, you know, I think you have to think about the kids that don't have, that have less, there's always going to be people that have less, people that have more, people have labels, people that don't, people that want what the other's wearing and don't, you know, and I have so many friends that are parents to specifically girls, um, you know, that deal with like wardrobe crisis on the daily. And it's so much pressure on the parents and it's so much pressure financially to like keep up. And I think, um, you know, I think try and make it fun and be creative and, you know, um, try to kind of detract from the importance of it in school, in my opinion. The other amazing thing about September is the return of football. It's yes. Like the worst thing in the world. That amazing Ugh. American tradition of watching football. Well, Rachel, <sighs> lucky for you. By football, do you mean Tom Brady? Well, Tom Brady is one of the players, as you know, but... He's hot. Yes, he is. But Rachel, we're digressing. The, well, Russell Wilson. The He's also quite good. I'm just naming a few that I know of. Sweetie, you're really kind of turning me it's on. It's only because of Sierra. Kind of turning me on with this knowledge, just saying. I only know him because of his wife. So, Rach, um, and listeners, you know, I don't know if you all have uh, significant others that watch football, but it is just, for people who enjoy it, it's just so great. It's just, you only like it because you have money on the game. I don't have don't money on the games, Don't try and lie to Rachel, people. I don't have money on the games. I'm to know a, for the first, like, 20 years I was fantasy, with him, he didn't watch Rachel, football. Rachel, I'm in a fantasy betting league. So I don't it's know not, what that means. Well, exactly. You don't, you know, Rachel, you don't take the time an effort to sit with because me. Because it's painfully Rachel, you know boring. Be really cute one day. Fashion is so much more you know, interesting. I bet that there's a lot of women out there that like put on like a little cute jersey and make chili. Are there? And like make chili. Are and there? And like come and watch football with their husbands. Rach, I think we should have a football Did you see day. Sierra at the Met I'm wearing that football you. dress that Peter Dundas designed? 
paying homage to her husband's um, team and number, which I believe is the three number three team Seahawks. Seahawks. It was amazing. That was what you call a sexy, glamorous football jersey gown. All right, well, Rachel, maybe, thank you, Peter Dundas. All right, well, maybe Rachel, I, I got an idea. We could watch the Red Zone channel, and you could opine on all the uniforms as What's they the flash zone? across the screen. What's the Red Zone? Well, the Red Zone channel is for people like me who actually have no patience to watch the entire game. We oh, it's could like just highlights? watch the highlights as they I mean, occur. It's like Cliff Notes. It's of like football. It's games? like yeah, it's like Cliff Notes of the football Amazing. games. As it just switches from game to game as there's action happening, like as they get closer to scoring. People just get hurt. Hurt. That's the thing. There's always a dude down on the ground. Yeah, it is a very, very um, injurious sport. Is I that would a word? Say. I don't know. Just go with it. Okay. I mean, Jury it is. is. I don't know if I used prone it right. Prone to injury. But, yes, I think so. But anyway, like obviously, our kids are never playing football. That said, guys playing flag. Well, flag football is one thing. It's like non-contact. But yeah, contact sports not really great for uh, no for our children. No. I think no. I don't think soccer is a contact sport. I think you can make contact, but I don't think it's known as a contact sport where contact isn't allowed. I'm kind of down with like swimming, tennis, taekwondo. Hockey and football are contact sports. Golf, hockey, no. Football, no. Soccer, soccer I'm okay with. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with soccer. Although they are finding quite a bit of head injuries in oh, soccer from, the, from the headers, believe it or not, from those balls. Just is basketball a contact sport? Uh, it is when you get someone driving on you and you get thrown to the floor, but... Again. Not Swimming, golf, tennis, taekwondo, neurotic mother cannot bear it. Skiing. Ugh, let's not talk about that. What do you mean, let's not talk about that? I, I just mean. want to put them in helmets and bubbles and call it a day. I can't take it. I just mm. can't take it. In any event, so I do enjoy watching football and having like an afternoon to watch football with my wife being occupied with God knows what else is just it's simply heaven and i think that everyone's listening that can understand that we just have an afternoon but football. just be clear 30 years later i'm not wearing a jersey and making chili come on Rach. i'll order chili and wear a maxi dress but I'm not rachel wearing. actually you know what would even be a better idea why didn't i invite all my friends over you know what you why don't you go to a sports bar and you could host a football game and cook for us why don't you go drinks? find a field with a screen to rachel, sit on and you, watch the game rachel and then we could go yo babe you look hot get us some drinks and stuff Are you okay it would be awesome if you liked what you heard so far Please make sure you're subscribed to an Apple podcast and give us a rating and review. And please keep listening. We love how much you guys love the show. Actually, please keep listening. We love how much you love listening. Um, check us out on our Instagram at atworks.4.s. And don't forget to tell us your story. There's a Works For Us phone line that you can call us to leave a message with your very own relationship stories. Don't forget, this is theoretically a relationship show. And if you call us up, we might just use it on the air. Uh, you can also ask us for relationship advice, although, of course, we can't stress enough that we have no ability to answer you as experts, but we will do our best to answer you. Speak for yourself. I have some ability. So if you want to share a story or ask us a question, give us a ring at 657-549-2251. That's 657-549-2251. You can also find all our contact info on our Instagram at works.4.com. 
us. So we want to leave you with a little highlight and low light from our week. Um, as you know, in relationships, the bad does come with the good. Um, we've been on a bit of an upswing. I'm having some good times these days. Um, so maybe I'll start with my highs and lows this week. Rach, what do you think? Can I sure. kick it off? Do it. So the highlight this week is that you know, football season started. I'm sorry. Ugh, and I'm so the fact over that this. I could watch football and look forward to something. Like, I feel like, like you're Monday. like a pretend football No, it's like watcher. a Monday. Like, honestly, like, tonight doesn't suck because there's a football game on. I, I'm, I'm being honest when I say that. And I know that everyone, everyone will relate to me on that. Um, now I'm going to go to the low light. Um, this kid's school started. And if I'm not mistaken, when I used to go to school... I had to be there by like 8.30, 8.45. Like school started more or less like by nine o'clock. Do we live like in a farming village? Because why do we have to be at school at 7.40 in the morning? It just seems a little early. And then they come home and there's like four hours of daylight left. Can you maybe, um, so my low light is I'm not getting a lot of enough sleep here. And I got to change my whole, uh, my whole regimen, if you will. Right, Rach? I mean, it's so early. It's crazy. But, uh, but, but by the way, high school, I heard 7.05. Or no, I think they had to be the bus at 7.05. Is that what it was? Julia. Yeah. yeah. 7.05 bus. It's because she has to go. Yeah. Here's the thing. I haven't used an alarm in 10 years, except if we were catching an early flight. Because Skylar, specifically, has woken me up before 6 o'clock every single day. Now, by Murphy's Law... The kids seemingly want to sleep till seven and I'm waking them up in the dark before six. Yeah. Waking up in the dark. By the way, as soon as they do uh, daylight savings, it's going to be, I, I just, okay. It's going to be we, pitch black when I, I drive question, them. Every you guys, morning it's going to be dark out. Can it's I just weird. say something? Can we make an appeal on daylight savings? I really believe and it, listeners, please put your vote in. I think we should really start a campaign to not have daylight savings. Rach, this has been going on for But every nobody year. likes year. it. Nobody wants it. I mean, originally I think it was for farmers and the farmers don't want it. I spoke to them. You know, Arizona, I think is the only state, I think it's Arizona, maybe Hawaii or Alaska. Somebody, uh, somebody else doesn't do it. it. Yeah. There's a couple of states okay. that don't observe it. I actually. want a campaign for the state of California that we do not adhere to the guidelines of daylight savings time. Well, the, well, because parents, that means you're up an hour earlier. It's darker earlier. Life is already depressing as we get into winter. Let's just not make it worse. Well, maybe you should run for governor. You know, there was a recall I'm definitely election. not doing that. Rachel, let's just be clear. Politics is definitely not my calling. I've never been more clear about anything. Let's go, Zoe. Nope. Not unless we're talking about fashion. No. My highlight is I'm finally not sick anymore. Um, as you may have heard on our last podcast. Yeah, what's up, Typhoid? I was literally non-COVID sick for almost three weeks with a sinus infection that never ended. And I forgot what it felt like to actually feel normal. It's true. And not congested and not, it was really, I hadn't been sick in three, four years, like sick. And it was the craziest thing ever. So my highlight is that I feel normal. Because I think when you're sick for a while, you actually forget what it's like to like wake up and feel normal. It's weird. Um, so my highlight is that my low light, I think, is the new 
beginning of the day for someone like me who goes to sleep at ungodly hours because my alone time starts at like nine or 10 that I just hold on to it and don't go to sleep until like one or two. And then waking up by like 545 to then wake the kids up. It's like, it's like a whole thing. It's just a whole different thing coming off the last like year and a half. So I'm readjusting like you. So that's a negative because I definitely feel like tired the whole day, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's my highs and lows for this week. But feeling very grateful yeah, that our pretty, kids are, are in pretty, school. These are pretty easy. These are not serious life problems. These are, easy, these are just things. these are just formal complaints. I think they're not right. any complaints. Hi, pumpkin. I wish you guys could see how cute Goldie Sunshine is sitting between us right now. Check on Instagram. She's the cutest, literally the cutest thing. Miss at Goldie Sunshine twenty two. For those of you that would like to follow her, Rogers. Like I didn't even know she had an Instagram. She has an Instagram. <laughs> 